0: Well, all eyes these days have certainly been on the war in Ukraine. It is cemented in global headlines, but the prospect of an acute food crisis unfolding in the Middle East and North Africa is likely to have pretty profound political and security implications for the region. What is the current situation there and what kind of risk is there for political turmoil and humanitarian disaster? Joining me now is Musna Shihabi. She's the regional communications advisor for the Middle East and North Africa at CARE. Thank you so much for your time tonight
1: thanks for having me Ben
0: so we read I think very on early on in this conflict in Ukraine that there would be a tremendous impact specifically on food security in the Middle East and North Africa We're more than forty five days in now. What has been the impact on that region?
1: Well, actually, we felt the impact um, during the first three weeks um, in many uh, areas which are already impacted by conflicts, Uh, many countries like Lebanon, like Syria, Yemen. um, And uh, for example, just yesterday, um, people in Lebanon uh, told us that bakeries are closing down. uh, There is no wheat and um, there will be a UN actually uh, report coming out very soon with uh, very staggering data uh, about this matter so yes definitely this is impacting the MENA region which is already plagued with <laughs> famine you know like mm-hmm. Yemen for example since 2016 and Yemen faces already you know very disturbing trends um, of people being a threat of famine and currently in Yemen uh, there are more than 2 million children that go to bed hungry every day so It's telling how, uh, you know, the situation was already uh, very bad and uh, the war uh, Ukraine, of course, came to uh, make things even worse for people, especially that we import most of the wheat. Fifty percent of the wheat comes from uh, Ukraine and Russia in the Middle
0: East. I was surprised, uh, Musda, to read that Lebanon itself depends on, for wheat, 66% comes from Ukraine, 12% from Russia. So 78% of its vital supply of wheat comes from that specific region. Uh, What has been, you mentioned it briefly about, about bakeries in Lebanon, but where are we seeing where are we seeing the impact of these shortages? Because I understand it, it it extends to sunflower oil, which is important. It extends to wheat, obviously, to other grains, uh, fertilizer. There's a huge impact.
1: Absolutely. I mean, Lebanon yesterday, if you were in Beirut yesterday, people who, who are queuing in front of the bakeries. And uh, since the beginning of the crisis, you know, really from the first days, um, the bakeries in Lebanon were rationalizing bread. And they only give one bag a person, mm. uh, and not only this. I mean, uh, the prices went up because actually oil prices also went up. I mean, petrol prices went up, and when you talk about petrol prices, it means also the transportation of any food, of any products. Uh, and uh, for example, um, the, the the minimum wage in Lebanon now it's six hundred thousand uh, Lebanese pound. And the meat, one kilo of meat is 300,000 pounds.
0: So, so half, imagine your, half your salary, half your salary, ha-
1: half your salary for one kilo of meat. So um, imagine how it looks like now.
0: One of the things that I, that I would is, is what can be I mean, clearly the vulnerable here are even worse off. And I remember seeing a quote once that if, if people in the Middle East and North Africa are suffering, if you think of. Sort of Syrian refugees, for instance, if you think they're having trouble keeping their head above water, those who are most vulnerable are already well below that and in deep trouble, deep trouble and danger.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right before the war in Ukraine, uh, we were commemorating the eleven years of the crisis in in uh, Syria, and uh, if if you talk about number of refugees, I mean, twelve million people were displaced so far. And, and more than 65 percent of the population is in need of humanitarian assistance. More than 65 percent of the Syrians, which means like if you like, as, as if you're talking about, I mean, uh, in in Canada you are around 38 million. It's like 25 million Canadians are in need of humanitarian assistance. And this is the situation right before the war in Ukraine, where you know we 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 were just um, uh, having a, a new a new report actually. Uh, called rapid gender assessment report for the occasion for the 11 years of the Syria crisis. And, you know, I remember the Syrian woman telling us, you know, life is mentally and physically exhausting. We can no longer go to hospitals because healthcare and medicines are so expensive. My children are not eating like before. The, we no longer uh, afford to have vegetables because they are very expensive. And this is before the war. I'm sure if I call this woman now, she will tell me we can't afford bread now, you know. So definitely the situation is really getting worse uh, each, e- each day. And, um, and people, you know, are telling us, you know, these scenes in, in, in Ukraine are really something we know, we, we relate to because we know what it means. You know, I'm talking about Syrians and, and, and Yemenis and, you know, people who are in conflict in our area. So violence is is part of people's daily lives for decades now in these countries. And, you know, add on top of it, the economic crisis, on top of it, the COVID, and now the the war in Ukraine. So, uh, yeah, this is really impacting on all levels, not only food, but, you know, economically also.
0: I did read that even before the wars, this goes back to February, that the cost of basic food basket items, the minimum food family needs per month had, was up 351% in Lebanon, 97% in Syria and Yemen, 81% in Yemen, rather. I mean, those are astronomical increases. What happens now? Is the, is the aid there to be able to make sure that this doesn't turn into a catastrophe uh, in the region?
1: Yeah, actually, it's a very good question and very important one, because we feel that, you know, we already had gaps in the humanitarian resources and the funding for Syria, for example, Yemen, Palestine was already lacking, you know, and and we anticipated it to decrease uh, this year. So, you know, the humanitarian needs continue to grow around the globe, as as you have seen uh, with the Ukraine crisis. And, and the, the, the aid is not uh, growing with it. So that's, that's definitely a problem that we continue to face. Uh, and and the populations feel it because, you know, I mean, there are programs that are in place and then all of a sudden they don't find these programs anymore, like cash assistance, like, uh, um, you know, food. So th- th- this is really problematic. So what we would like to um, to say is really to call on the people you know, uh, on all the uh, countries and governments and the donors, not to forget that there are ongoing uh, crises uh, in our region where vulnerable populations really continue to face uh, rising needs.
0: Mr. Shihabi, thank you so much for shedding some light on what's happening in the Middle East and North Africa right now. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Ben.